0: Welcome back to Notes from the North, your go-to Minnesota Vikings podcast. Before we get started, we want to offer thanks to PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com for giving us a chance to post our podcast over there. Sure to check out great Vikings coverage over at PurplePTSD.com and VikingsTerritory.com. Welcome to Notes from the North with Kyle and Sam. Well, welcome back to Notes from the North. Uh, Kyle and I are here, and we're actually joined by Josh again. This is, Josh, this is your third appearance on Notes from the North, so uh, we appreciate you making the time to come back and be a repeat guest again. And and we always have you on in the draft, because as Kyle and I have said in previous weeks, we're far from any draft gurus, and so we're glad to have someone that knows what they're talking about to, to come on here with us
1: well I'm, I'm glad this is the third year in a row that i've tricked you guys into thinking that i, I actually know some things about this draft because hey yeah. i i'm just i'm just guessing just like everybody else at this point in the year and man it, it, it's looking like we're shaping up for one of the crazier drafts that we've seen in recent memory like this Absolutely. is this is this is a wild time of the year and i'm just excited to get to talk about it
0: mm-hmm. it, it is mm-hmm. it, it's and i think before you hopped on i know we were talking a little bit about some of the things we've got you to do in the past and uh, you, people can go back and look and compare what actually happened. Josh does has, has gotten some things right. I know the first year we made him do an entire mock draft until the Vikings were picking, which was completely unreasonable in hindsight. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're, we're, we'll we we'll approach it a little different today. But you kind of talked about just this draft and how crazy things feel right now. And, and like Kyle and I were, were saying too, as we were talking about the draft that, this is kind of the point as we get a couple days into uh, away from the draft that people just, whether it's because they actually have Intel or because people are bored because we've been talking about this for so long, there's some crazy ideas that get thrown out. And again, there's always possibilities of this stuff happening, but it does feel like there's leaks and different rumors that get thrown around and uh, it makes for interesting discussion. So I'll I'll say this, as it's related to the Vikings, I know there has been a couple people that suggested that the Vikings, contrary to what they normally do, would actually go way up and make a trade for, again, something like a top three pick. And I guess I'm interested to hear your perspective on, as you hear those rumors, what you think of in terms of the reality of that actually happening.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, if you asked me this like a week or two weeks ago, I would have, I, I think me and Kyle are on the same page as this, that there'd be a 0% chance of that happening. Um, But with this new news that Bryce Young is probably the favorite to go number one overall and the Houston Texans probably not being sold on CJ Stroud. And I feel like the biggest reason behind that is the fact that he has the same agent as Deshaun Watson. So maybe they don't want to bring another one of his QBs into their locker room and potentially, I don't know, just have things go off the rails again. <laughs> um, but I, I I, do think that if, if Houston passes on Stroud, I think that he is the most sure thing quarterback prospect in this draft class. I mean, Bryce Young, he's got all the intangibles. He's just super small. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis, you're going to go on and on about their athletic ability, but what can they actually do throwing the ball? C.J. Stroud, he knows what he's doing in the pocket. He's played in big games in college football, and if he gets past the Texans at number two, I think you have to have a serious conversation about trading up and going to get that guy because – Kirk Cousins isn't getting any younger. He doesn't have a contract for 2024. He's going to be, if once he gets that contract for 2024, whichever team he ends up on, it's going to be an expensive one. It's just how quarterbacks get paid nowadays in the NFL. So if you want to go get that quarterback of the future and you're serious about it while still trying to compete over the next couple of years, I think C.J. Stroud makes about as much sense as anybody because I honestly, for me, the comp for C.J. Stroud throughout this entire process, has basically been Kirk cousins or maybe a little bit better version than Kirk cousins. He's not super mobile. He's an accurate passer in the pocket. He's super poised under pressure. He knows what he's doing. He can get the ball out on a decent, on a decent, uh, on a decent time. um, And he, yeah, he just knows what he's doing throwing the ball, and that's that's a little bit. I feel like that's un, gone underrated in this draft class, where you have all the allure of Anthony Richardson, who's 6'4", 250 pounds, built like a linebacker, runs like a wide receiver, and you got Will Levis, who's puts mayo in his coffee. You know, just there's just so many, there's just so <laughs> yeah. many different things with these quarterbacks where it's like the all the unpredictable stuff that everybody's alluded to throughout this process. I think we're overshadowing just the sure thing that is CJ Stroud.
0: Interesting. Well, cause it's in, cause I, so this is the, the piece that it sounds like for you, it's like, if they're trading up, that's the guy. Cause I that's know I guy. saw a mock that I think said that they were, they would take uh Levi's, which would be interesting with what you're saying. Um, but again, they're not necessarily a credible source, but it feels like that's, that's the guy. So if it, if they trade up at Stroud and I guess one of the things I'm kind of curious were like, if you're to move from 23 to three, like that's some significant assets. It'd be
1: be a ton. Yeah. It's it's at at least least three first rounders, if not adding in somebody like a Daniel Hunter. Uh, Yeah. More picks on top of that. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of stuff, but again, if you want to go get that quarterback, the Vikings aren't going to be bad enough to be, have a top five pick anytime soon, or at least it doesn't seem that way right now. We'll yeah. see maybe 2024. They take a bit of a step back depending on what happens that off season. Cause there could be a lot of different things that happen in terms of what's already on the roster and what could leave. Um, but I, it doesn't feel like they're trending towards being bad in 2024. Um, so this is probably, this is probably how it's going to be for the foreseeable future. If you want to go get a quarterback.
0: Okay. Well, that, that's interesting. So, Kyle told me that he, like he would transfer his house to my name if it happens. Like that's how oh. sure he is this isn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, uh, right. What do you What are you putting the percentage at? Uh,
1: I, I think taking into account that there's probably going to be a bunch of other teams that are also looking to trade up, I wouldn't go higher than like ten percent. But I, I again, if you asked me this a week ago, I would have said zero. So the, I think that the Bryce Young thing going to Carolina definitely changes things a little bit. Okay. Okay. Okay.
2: Here's my spicy take, Sam. And I don't know. This is just off the cuff. Don't know if I believe it before we kind of get going. But Minnesota hopping twenty picks, twenty three to three, less than zero percent. I'm saying even still. Like I hear what Josh is saying. Maybe Stroud falls, so on and so forth. Fine. Where I actually think it could potentially be a conversation where it becomes not a high chance, maybe one, two, three percent chance, is if Stroud gets to Detroit Lions at six. Just because of that history with trading with them, again, it might not take three firsts, a second, a fifth, and you know, or, or something just insane. It might just be two firsts and a second, and a whatever, or something, something to that effect. Now, I don't think Detroit necessarily wants to potentially equip their division rival with a franchise quarterback. So, mm-hmm. I, from Detroit's perspective, I don't think they'd want to do that trade, right? Just because who wants to give their division rival a franchise QB potentially? But just like in that six, seven, eight range, where some of those teams maybe like the Cardinals or the Raiders or whatever, that's where I might think it's more plausible. And really, I know Josh has kind of talked about you know the Eagles at ten. If somehow he got to ten, that now becomes a lot more plausible. Chicago's at nine, Detroit's at six. Those kind of spots make sense. But I just don't think an NSU North team wants to do bi- that kind of business. It's one thing to give your you know a team or a wide receiver or a corner or whatever, but a QB. Uh, yeah, yeah. that could potentially be a disaster for GM, right? So I think maybe Philly at 10 is where it actually becomes plausible, but um, it wouldn't shock me if somehow down the line, you know, Stroud tumbles and we found out that, uh, you know, the Vikings at least picked up the phone, you know, at six or at nine and asked, and then, you know, got laughed out of town because it's a division rival. and They're not going to do that, but oh, man, if they move up to three, I would just be, Shots. Yeah, you know, floored,
1: I, floored. I'd feel I'd feel much comfortable about it if, like you said, it was like w- with the Raiders at seven, like you'd probably give right. it up much less draft capital than what right. you have at the number three. Like, I get that. I don't think that there's much of a chance for many of any of any of these quarterbacks being that much better than Kirk Cousins. So, uh, yeah, trading up to three, you you have to be really sure about it. Yeah, um, certainly. But, but I, I I'd again argue that. There's probably not a team in the NFL that's better suited to draft a young quarterback right now than the Minnesota Vikings with Justin Jefferson, Kevin O'Connell at the head coach spot, the offensive tackles. Like this is the best position the O-line has been in probably at least five years at this point. So, yeah, Yeah. probably even further back. But I, I yeah, so I think that there's definitely a chance that they do it. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't I obviously wouldn't bet it on it, especially at number three. But yeah, if somebody like a CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson starts falling and we're looking at the Raiders or I even right. if somebody falls out of the out of the top 10 and maybe the New York Jets pick up the phone and they want to move down at 13. Right. right. So, right. yeah, it, it, I, I just think I'm going into this with so much uncertainty that i'm just keeping an open mind to absolutely everything like i don't think that any possibility should be off the table at this point with how this draft process has gone and i think it was in peter king's mock draft this morning he mm-hmm. talked to a gm that had a top 10 pick last year and a top 10 pick this year uh, and the quote was that last year they had a 90 percent that they knew who they were going to take with that pick this year is 25 percent. so All i right. feel like that's I, it, it it just speaks to how uncertain everything is this year compared to previous years and it's, it's I I just can't wait for Thursday night it's gonna be so mm-hmm. much fun <laughs> yeah
0: I I think we're all looking forward to again there I feel like I don't know about you guys I get to a certain spot where I'm like okay like enough speculation like let's actually do something yeah uh, exactly but, it, but this this part is fun when you see these the crazy ideas come out and like again I'm I'm sure that everyone's got different feelings and reactions to the idea of the Vikings like trading away that much capital uh for one guy but um maybe let's move into uh some some of these questions that kyle has for for josh here yep. uh maybe a little more rational takes again it's always fun to talk about the 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 crazy possibilities but um yeah kyle why don't you you hit josh with some of the the questions you got for him
2: right so these are over under predictions which This is not like a gambling thing. We're not making Josh put money down or anything like that. Um, It's just basically a way of discussing a prediction. And they're all Viking specific. um, And I basically want to get his take on what he thinks. And so five predictions, all Viking specific, kind of rapid fire style. What do you think is going to happen? Give us a sentence or two afterwards for why you think that's going to be the case. Okay. Okay. So. Minnesota Vikings draft picks, overall amount of draft picks is set at 6.5. Do you have the over or the under?
1: Uh, I think right now I might lean under. Wow. I, yeah. I I just don't see a real scenario where I think they're going to have trouble trading down from 23. That's kind of where my mindset is at this point.
2: Okay. Good enough. Minnesota Vikings draft 1.5 corners. Over or under? And not, I'm not talking about UDFAs or undrafted. I'm talking specifically draft picks.
1: Right. I think I'd go, I'd probably go two, just because they, they have so much of a need at that position right now. It it should be at the top of their, at the top of their draft board right now. So you're saying over. Yeah.
2: Fair enough. This one, I feel kind of silly, but uh, quarterbacks 0.5. so Do they draft a quarterback essentially what I'm asking?
1: I think they do. I think there's a much better chance that it happens in day three than day one. But I think that they ultimately, they need to at least draft somebody or at least take a shot on somebody
2: yep okay fair enough well and over go I ahead
0: i'm gonna jump in because i know that that like with quarterback i know there's been a few names that have been floated around in terms of the vikings like who maybe might be day three guys that they like is there a name that you like
1: well it's funny you Ask. i've been pounding the table for this guy basically since january but clayton toon out of houston has been my guy this entire draft process he's sneaky got some Great mobility in the pocket. He's got a rocket arm. He plays an air raid offense, so that's probably where a lot of the concerns are going to come from, yeah. but I think yeah. give him a couple of years of development, and I think he can turn into a, an NFL starter, and it's kind of the same sort of story with Dorian Thompson Robinson out of UCLA as well, super mobile. He played, honestly, in a little bit more of an NFL-suited offense under Chip Kelly than uh, Toon did in Houston, so he might be have a little bit less development that he has to go to, but those would be the two guys right now that I'm looking at.
2: Correct me if I'm wrong, Josh. I'm looking it up now. Didn't Case Keenum play for Houston?
1: I believe college? he did.
2: Yeah. Houston. Yes, sir. Yep. So That's the same. I mean, I'm not a college guy or college expert, but that's the same college. So I, I don't know. When I think of Clayton Tune, just like a little bit of, I mean, Keenum didn't have the strongest arm. But anyhow, I, I just was thinking of Keenum when you're talking about uh, Houston quarterback.
1: Yeah, I think it's definitely. It's a, it's a good comp, and honestly, that might be the type of player that Tune ends up being in the NFL level. Like, Not a super consistent starter, but somebody that can at least win a backup job, and if you have to start him in a pinch, he can go out there and make some throws for you.
2: Yeah, be a total gamer. Yeah, fair enough. Last two over-under. Overall Minnesota Vikings trades during the NFL draft, just during the NFL draft, and that can include players, like maybe if they do trade away Dalvin Cook or if they do trade away Zadarius Smith, overall trade set at 3.5.
1: Um, I'd probably go under. I I think with how big the draft class was last year, my theory has kind of been that they're anticipating this being a little bit of a smaller class. So they're kind of right. molding 2022 and 2023 into like one giant class more than having two sure. separate ones.
2: Sure. Sure. Fair enough. Then the final one, keeping in mind, so right now we're at five picks, right? Mm-hmm. And he's kind of, Josh is kind of leaning towards, um, you know, less picks, you know, certainly compared to last year where they had 10 um overall amount of picks used on defensive players at
1: 3.5 um i might go under but if they if they add a six pick i shoot i'm this is a tough one it is a tough one i'm going to go i'm going to go over
2: but over. it's going to be four
1: <laughs> yeah that's, that that counts well, yeah
2: that's definitely over so they could conceivably do you know, if they had six picks, you know, four defenders, two
1: offensive players. Right. That's yeah. kind of where I'm at. And take a wide receiver and maybe an interior O-lineman with the other two. Yeah.
2: Right. But then at that point, though, now here we're getting into tricky territory. At that point, though, we're talking about not drafting the quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: Yeah. So it's, it's gonna. it's tricky. It's tricky, right? Like, Yeah. Now, I mean, they have. It'd be odd to go into a draft and not pick an O-lineman. But then it's weird to look at Minnesota's moves. They've basically retained their entire O-line including all the depth options, right? Like, there's, like, doesn't seem to be... Now, does that mean they shouldn't draft the line That's not what I'm saying. But, like, it is notable that they're returning their full front five and basically haven't lost any depth. Um, so it's kind of an interesting situation for the old line um, When, like, yeah. you f- think you always want to add young talent just because of, one, it's, you know, five players and you need all that depth. It's not like a quarterback you just have one play, but, like... It's also a notable position for them to be in, right? Um, given where the roster's at currently, it is honestly a strength. And it is honestly even growing still because so many of the players are young. Cleveland, Ingram, and even Bradbury's just getting on a second contract now. Yeah, It's just kind of I, – I just don't know what to expect when it comes to offensive line.
1: Yeah, I, I think you nailed it right on the head there with it, this is just such a young unit already that exactly. the need to add – young talent isn't necessarily there. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I obviously wouldn't be opposed to adding like another guard in day three, just because they, they don't have many of them right now and they didn't have many of them last year and almost bit them in the butt. If they, they had God forbid an Ezra Cleveland injury or an Ed Ingram injury, they would have been scraping the bottom of the depth chart, trying to find some sort of free agent or mm-hmm. going into the practice squad to find some sort of starter at one of those spots. But yeah, like you said, it's his, it's a weird spot where the Vikings aren't necessarily going into a draft with an offensive line spot as a top five need. And it's, yeah, it's just something we haven't seen before, or at least recently.
2: Yeah. Very strange. So we got under 6.5 picks over 1.5 CBs over 0.5 QBs. We've got under 3.5 trades and over 3.5 defenders. We can see, well, less than a week. You know, by Sunday we'll know. How did Mr. Josh Rai do? We'll be able to see.
1: Yeah. A lot of pressure. Let's we'll see how it happens. is a lot of pressure. That's
2: right. <laughs> Sam, what do you think?
0: Mock draft time? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's we'll transition here. I, again, I Josh, you giving us a pretty good uh at least from your your sense, maybe even some positional breakdowns. I know you talked about some different positions there, but um, yeah, Kyle, why don't you you flip over and we'll uh we'll go through this mock draft process. Beautiful.
2: So I'm going to share my screen as long as I'm allowed to. And then, so basically, so here's what I'm thinking. Um, here's what I'm thinking, Josh, I was thinking of kind of burning through one, uh, mock draft myself, uh, as someone who admittedly is not an expert. I don't know. Like I don't grind film. I don't even really watch college football, right? Like I just, like I, I, most of the inside I've gleaned about district prospects, honestly. Is through your Vikings draft thermometer series. You know, listeners can go check that out on BTSD. And then, you know, you just kind of see stuff here and there. Like I look at the big boards on the draft network and PFF primarily, you know, can kind of see. And then I look at RAS scores, the relative athletic scores, and kind of see like, oh, okay, this, you know, this Sam guy is an amazing athlete, right? Or whatever the case may be. And that's kind of how I proceed. So basically, what I'm th- thinking is I'm going to burn through a two round draft. And I basically want you just to be the peanut gallery and say, so, you know, I, I like that move, I don't like that move, and then on the second round through, you know, I'll be kind of coordinating things with, you know, I'll be, I'll be pressing the button, but you'll be kind of dictating things. Does that sound good to you? That sounds perfect. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, man. So let's go randomness. Uh, you know, kind of middle tier. What do you think of that?
1: That that sounds good to me. I mean, uh, kind of yeah. mid If you do, if you do you any higher, drafted? PFF tends to tends to get a little crazy. So Dude.
2: <laughs> it was honestly wild. We did a full random one last week. It was insane. Like it was the it was talent. Tyree
1: Wilson going first overall, something like that. Yeah,
2: <laughs> we got Levis at
0: like thirtieth.
1: I think we yeah. also drafted
0: Devon
2: Witherspoon. You know, there's just there's
1: all kinds of stuff.
0: Yeah, we we got two top ten. I think uh, yeah. projected yeah. picks in. Yeah. And at like 30 and, and 60 or something, it was it was stupid. Yeah. So it was wild.
1: It's a really all good right. morale boost if you're having a down day. Just go in there, turn it all the way up. And, oh, man, yeah. we could get Will Levis with the exactly. 87th overall pick. Yeah. What value.
2: <laughs> all right. Vikings at 23. Um, keep in mind, I am a over 6.5 picks kind of guy. So uh, I kind of like the idea of trading down. So if I get that chance, I'm going to go for it. Yeah. So here we are, we're on the board, probably, oh man, Joey Porter Jr. And he's the one who really, I would be just so thrilled if they picked Porter. Uh, he's still available, Jordan Addison's out there, Kalijah Cansey. And so, you know, great players, Forbes, you know, guys who fit, who, you know, could conceivably be excellent players. I got also three uh, three offers on the table, Panthers, uh, Jets, and Bears. Oh man, he could be. Complete the NFC North trifecta. Trade with the Bears. I'm going to see if I can do business. Just for the sake of argument here. Try and see if I can do business. Uh, Wow, I can't believe that. So asking for 42, 43 in exchange for 23. PFF gives me a very small chance of that occurring. Which uh, is surprising to me. Um, Wow, okay. Hmm. Even if I kind of add in some draft capital later on. PFF's kind of looking at 42 and 43 in exchange for 23 as not that fair. Which, honestly, I don't know if I agree with that. I'm not sure, you know, far be it for me to doubt the powers that be at PFF. But uh, this is a 19-spot drop, right? So there's going to be some significant capital. Yeah. What do you think of forcing this trade, Josh?
1: Um, I, I think in terms of, like, if you're looking at pure uh, quality for draft picks, I think that this is obviously, I think that this would be a fair trade. Uh, Yeah, this is kind of just buying into this is kind of just going back to why I don't think the Vikings are going to be able to trade down, though, from that 23rd spot is there's so many guys from like pick 15 to pick 60. And I don't know if PFF takes this into account when making these chances, but sure, there's just so many guys in that area that are basically the exact same prospect, like pretty decent upside going to be projects. They could be pretty productive NFL players, but they're probably not going to be stars. And I just I just don't. I'm not sure how many teams are going to be looking to trade up from that uh, from the second round to get back into the first just because there are going to be quality players available. But, yeah, I'd say in a a normal year, that's probably a trade that's going to that they're going to run to the podium and accept any 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 day, you know. Right. Uh, Like it
2: feels just so similar to me to last year when the Vikings traded pick number 34 to the Packers for 53 and 59. Right, where it's a similar yeah. kind of drop where it's about 20 or so picks. You're getting kind of two in the second round. And I know that's all taking place within the second round. But in terms of your actual pick range and what you're getting in return, it's actually quite similar, I think, to what the Packers and Vikings did last year. Doesn't mean that these two teams would want to do that this year. Um, Just kind of something to keep in mind, I suppose. And sure. so maybe let's try Bears. Um, 53 and 61. They say, you know, PFF saying that they would accept that. Let's try and make it a little spicier. Oh, dear. 103. Oh, wow. Okay. They like that. Um, let's do 53, 61, 64 in exchange for 23 and maybe 158 and see what PFF they frigging accept. Okay. So we got, now, I think that's, uh, 64 is actually not a second round pick in this draft because yep. of Miami forfeiting a pick. So, okay. So now we've got two, two picks here. All right. So now we're down at the end. So Gibbs, really talented running back. Stevenson in the corner. Okay, let's kind of see what our options are. Keanu Benson. I feel like he's been trending upwards. I'm snagging Benton, dude. I'm going to take him at 53. Gibbs is still there. Stevenson is still there. Nathaniel Dell, wide receiver, a few options, Cedric Tillman. I, I believe you like Cedric Tillman, Josh, if I'm not mistaken, but that might be misguided. Do you like him?
1: i i love him i think okay. heading into 2022 i think he was supposed to be tennessee's wr1 and then the right. Jalen hyatt thing exploded so <laughs>
2: <laughs> right okay okay so i just took a d tackle i'm a defensive guy i'm gonna take gosh i don't actually know between some of these corners. i'm gonna take hodges tomlinson from tcu okay and i believe he's gonna if I'm not mistaken, Josh. Doesn't he have a connection to Ladanian Tomlinson? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nephew of Ladanian Tomlinson. All right. Sign me up here. NFL bloodline. <laughs> uh, give me that exactly. Exactly. So PFF's giving me a draft grade here. I got Keanu Benton. That's a B plus move in their minds. Getting the Hodges Tomlinson to C. Obviously, Porter was on the board. In real yeah. life, I think the Vikings actually take Porter. And frankly, that's what I would have done as well. Uh, but I wanted to kind of trade down and see. What do you think of this approach here, Josh?
1: Uh, I think I if you if they trade down, I think that, that D-tackle spot becomes much more in play. It's not a very deep position this year. And a lot of these guys are probably going to start flying off the board it, or even late round one even, and probably completely off the board by the time the second round ends um, mm-hmm. between those top four guys. Uh, and cancy, Cantsey, uh, Mazze Smith, and then Keanu Benton here. So I think if you trade down... Getting one of those guys is is great, especially without Dalvin Tomlinson there anymore. And then yeah. Travis, Travis Hodges-Tomlinson, I, I think, again, like you said, I think Joey Porter Jr. would have been a really good choice there yeah. at 23. But for the sake of this, if we're trading down, we want to see what we could actually get in a trade down. Landing him at the end of the second round. I don't know if he's necessarily a day one starter for you right away. Uh, you're probably looking at a scenario where the Vikings have a little bit more faith in either Caleb Evans or Andrew Booth there, or uh, maybe one of these other guys in training camp just absolutely blows us out of the water and comes yep. up. But uh, yeah, I think that getting him at the end of the second is pretty good value. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with a C grade there at that spot. Um, so yeah, I think this is, I think this is about as realistic as it gets for something that could happen if they trade down this far
2: and in this scenario the benefit is that you now have 64 which is pick number one in round three right, right. which yeah, isn't, isn't reflected in this mock but it is something that you know would be uh would be something that you know would happen if this were to transpire oh, okay
0: let's we'll we'll switch over to uh yeah, josh you're going to control it I, josh i was yeah. i was expecting you to carve kyle a little more but uh <laughs> You're, yeah. you can call me an idiot if you want. You know, <laughs>
1: pretty, pretty no, kind I, there. I, I, if, I honestly believe like if the Vikings trade down that far, I think you have to go get a defensive tackle at some point, whether it's a somebody in free agency or somebody in this draft. So yeah, getting, getting Benton there. It, I, I, I really do think that there's a chance that he's one of the guys that sneaks into the end of the first. So mm-hmm. getting him towards the middle end portion of the second. I, that's that's great value and then i'd be on board with probably any of the top 15 corners depending on how the vikings land in the draft uh when it actually happens this weekend so
2: he missed his chance sam he yeah. missed his chance yep.
0: all right sam what do you think you want to go with the josh dra- or uh draft yeah year? yeah josh you're you're in control so kyle's kyle's yep. got the the access and and uh yep. he'll start really you you right. uh you command the uh the draft floor Cool. All All right. Let's do Vikings it. Vikings 23,
2: same stuff, two rounds. We'll kind of see if there's a player good enough to take a 23 or maybe a trade down or a trade up. Why don't we slow down the speed so that you can yeah, you know, kind that. Of have that option to either trade down or trade up. Are you okay with that? Yeah, absolutely. All All right. Let's, let's kind of slow down the speed. I'm going really. to have my my finger on the offer trade buttons just in case Josh says to uh, to wait.
1: Okay. <laughs> Oh, Anthony Richardson at two. Yeah. Stroud went to the Colts. Yeah. See, as soon as Stroud goes off the board, I'm a little less inclined yeah. to trade up, especially with Richardson going at two as well. So we're probably, we're yeah. probably out on that. Robinson off the board too with mm-hmm. New England. That's a bit surprising, but yeah. Witherspoon probably...
2: went 12th. So that was kind of interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, In you're on man, the clock with this draft board right now. Uh, Brian Branch out of Alabama would be a really good choice, but mm-hmm. I think my prediction for the Vikings draft is Deontay Banks at 23, so I have to take Deontay Banks here. <laughs> do, do
2: you want to go... Hold on, hold on. Before you commit, before you commit, you actually get a pretty good offer here, team to offer, because Cincinnati Bengals That's true. have called and said, look, you know we want to get to 23, and they pick 28, so do you want to see if there's... You're only dropping five spots, right? Yeah, let's... Uh, so, uh, I mean, let's... do you want to see... What do you you want from the Bengals in order to give them 23?
1: I'd want that 28th pick, and then I'd honestly, I'd take 60, but I'd also be fine with 92. I think just adding an extra day two pick there would be incredible value for the Vikings, um, and it's something that I feel like they need to do. But 12% chance at 60. Do you want to offer it? Offer it, and then if they don't accept it, let's try it with 92, see what happens.
2: Okay, so 28 and 60 in exchange for 23. Cincinnati has said no, somewhat predictably. So we'll take 60 off, add in 92. They're looking at that as like a almost certain 28 and 92 in exchange for 23. Did you want to grab or try and toss in any more draft capital for you?
1: Throw in that 163 as well. I Yeah, I think that adding just any chance that you got at another flyer, I think is good in this draft as well. You good with that? Yeah, let's do it. There so we they go. Accepted.
2: So Cincinnati hopped up five spots, 23rd overall. Vikings now have 28, 92, and 163. So we're going to kind of roll through there. They take a tight end. And look at this. This. Oh, no. Uh, Buffalo at the last. Minute. Whoa, wait but, a minute. Whoa, Joey Porter. You're actually in okay the board? spot here. You're okay. You this, this worked out really well for Josh.
1: There we go. Yeah. J- jump on Joey Porter all day long, right and there. Joey that's, Porter is going to be a Viking reminiscent of the christian derisaw trade a couple years ago (laughs) i love that
2: (laughs) now is there anyone whom you love who you want to try and trade up for i mean drew sanders is someone i really like but
1: yeah uh, um kind of rolling through here
2: i I think i'm honestly
1: looking at what we got out of that Bengals trade we got another day two pick already i i feel really good rolling into the third round with both those guys we have We've got another chance. We we're definitely going to be able to grab a receiver with one of those two picks, and then defensive tackles, Somebody down. Somebody's going to be there as well. Like with this with this draft, there's going to be so many. There's, there's going to be prospects that fall down this oh, board, yeah, and certainly. there's going to be. I, I feel like we're going to have a really good chance of grabbing somebody good with eighty-seven and ninety-two. So, I love how this worked out.
2: If Josh's scenario works out, I think Vikings fans almost universe. I mean, we can never get a full you know, kind of consensus within Vikings community because we're such yeah. a, you know, a bickering kind of whatever bunch, right? But I mean, Joey Porter at 28 and then getting 92 and 163. So now you've gone gone from five picks to seven picks just like that, right? And an extra day two pick, 92, I believe is, yeah, day two, right? That should be, yeah, that's day two, yep. So I mean, and then you still get someone who could realistically be a CB1 in a year or two. Right. Or and it couldn't be your C B two as early as this year. Oh yeah. Easily, I think yeah. you're thrilled about this. If if you're I, a Minnesota's leadership and if you're one of Minnesota's fans, you're looking at this jaw strapped and saying, Okay, this was as good as it gets.
1: I yeah, I think it's gonna like I said, that twenty twenty one trade where saw is on the board and yeah. we're like, All right, the Vikings are gonna get him at it was what was it, twelve or thirteen that year? 14? Yeah, something
2: like that, kind of like low teens, like somewhere yeah. in that range. I think it was fourteen. And
1: then, and then you trade down like man Spielman did it again he traded down we're not going to get our guy and then the Raiders take Alex Leatherwood and he's still there at 23 and we jump on it and everybody's thrilled 20 minutes after the trade happens go from zero back to 100 again so yeah yeah. if this happened I'd absolutely love it Joey Porter's my CB3 right now in this class so if he fell that far it'd be it'd be shocking first of all but I I'd absolutely love this for the Vikings
2: Fair enough. Sam, Sam whose uh who's mock was more impressive?
1: Uh well, I, I I'll
0: uh, defer to my friends over at PFF and and Josh got an A plus. Oh,
1: there you uh, go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's
0: pretty but good. also I I knowing the work that both of you put into this, I think uh this certainly makes sense that Josh comes out on top. Uh but again, <laughs> there is there there is a lot of randomness. And I think Josh, you mentioned just how though like just the the in a sense like the astronomical range that is there after that certain point of you know what kind of between that mid first round to the end of the second round there is a lot of talent there that really could go either way and i think there certainly is some excitement there and i think probably in some ways makes fans feel a little bit safer or more like more chances to get excited realizing it's not like oh there's only like these two or three guys that you're really hoping will will be there like there seems like especially at the corner position it seems like there are a decent amount of options there that i think you can get yourself excited about
1: absolutely several options. yeah i don't think that there's necessarily a guy like a sauce gardener who's going to step in and be the nfl's best corner in oh, year yeah. one but i think there's at least 10 maybe even 15 guys that you could plug in and they'd at least be competent at cb2 for you right away and i think that's huge like yeah. the Vikings don't necessarily need a CB one now that they got Byron Murphy. I've, hopefully he stays healthy, but they they desperately need at least some sort of depth with a talented prospect and somebody that can take snaps because the Vikings have a lot of injury history at that CB position right now. And they're yeah. basically one injury away from starting either Kalen Barnes or Tay Gowan at this point, who neither one really have any NFL experience. So I I'd feel, I'd feel very good if the Vikings got, Basically, any of these corners getting Joey Porter Jr. would be just incredible. But yeah, yeah this is this is a very uncertain draft class, and we saw with both of these mock drafts, honestly, where there are a lot of guys going early that we didn't necessarily expect, and then some guys started falling. But yeah, I'm excited for Thursday. I can't yeah. wait. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no. Well, neat. well, Josh, again, thanks for your time for for coming on. We appreciate it. I anytime. I'll I'll give you the floor to plug anything else you your work, and I know Kyle mentioned some of the work you're you're doing. Uh, over uh, over there, so so sure, certainly plug that. But I also will give you the floor if you want to throw one last draft hot take or some yeah. kind of pound the drum on some name. Uh, again, I know you mentioned a few pieces throughout the our our time here, but if you have anything else, glad to hear it. If not, just let listeners know where they can find your your stuff.
1: Yeah, I mean hot draft take. I think Bijan Robinson top ten. That's the one that I'm like looking it. at right now. I think I like it somebody whether it's the the Raiders at seven but some of the some of the stuff with Josh Jacobs and then I mean maybe Atlanta at eight they need a running back opposite Cordell Patterson I, I I think that that'd be a really good spot for him and take some pressure off of Desmond Ritter hell Even Chicago at nine, like you can't, you can't necessarily rule that out either with Justin Fields. They lost David Montgomery in free agency. They need a true RB one. So I think any one of those three teams would be really cool options. Maybe Philly, maybe Philly at 10. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's my hot draft take. Find all my draft stuff, purplePTSD.com. We're grinding all week long. Going to have a ton of stuff going up as the draft happens. So check it out. We'll be there all week. So it's going to be a good time. Sounds
0: great. Well, we're we're just a few days away now, so uh, exciting stuff. Lots of good Vikings writing over there, so be sure to check it out. But thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, we'll be back. Should be on Monday to, to debrief the draft and everything that went down. But uh, enjoy the draft. Enjoy this week. And uh, we'll be back soon. Thanks.